what's at the center of our DNA is about growth, employee empowerment, and delegation so that for anyone in the business, as they grow and take on more challenging, exciting responsibilities, they can pass down the things that they've developed some best practice on how to do to the next person that comes into the business or to the next person that is added to their team. Welcome to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. How do people end up becoming an entrepreneur? How do they scale and grow their businesses? How do they plan for profit? Are they in it for life or are they building to exit? These and a myriad of other topics will be discussed to pull back the veil on the wizardry of successful and fascinating entrepreneurs. My book, Relentless, is now available everywhere books can be bought online, including Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Try your local indie bookstore too, and if they don't have it, they can order it. Just ask them. The reviews are streaming in, and I'm so thankful for the positive feedback, as well as hearing from people that my memoir has impacted them positively. It is not enough to be resilient. You have to be relentless. You can go to therelentlessbook.com for more information. Thank you so much. Chris Ronzio is the founder and CEO of Trainual, a SaaS platform that transforms the way small businesses like mine onboard, train, and scale their teams. He is also a partner of Design Pickle. We talk about how Trainual went from a free giveaway tool for his consulting clients to a full-on SaaS business, why he wrote the business playbook, and how he engaged with influencers to fill up the top of his marketing funnel. Now let's get right into it. So Trainual started as a product in 2015. I was running a consulting firm doing operational consulting, so helping people with their systems and processes. Everyone I was bumping into said they want their business to be turnkey. They want it to run without them. They want everything to be dialed in. And however they talk about it, what they meant is that they want to have how they do what they do packaged and they want their people to follow best practices and know where to go for that info. And so as I was doing the consulting work, I saw that everyone was using Google Docs or Word Docs or laminated sheets, you're pointing at yourself, and maybe YouTube videos if they were sophisticated, but there was no place for companies to go for their owner's manual. And so I thought there should be a place that you could build how your company does what it does. And so training manual or trainual was born. So it was just a product for my consulting business. Ran it for three years, just kind of internally, giving it for free to people. And little by little, it was being recommended to other business owners that I was not consulting for, but they said, hey, can I get this software? So 2018, we spun it into its own company and we've been growing it ever since. So really simple platform. Yeah, I have yeah. something to admit. I built a whole system in Salesforce that is completely custom, but I was trying to figure something out in Salesforce and you guys had... What I thought, I made the mistake of thinking that your product could teach me what I needed to know about Salesforce, like totally screwed up. But now <laughs> I, of course, use Trainual after having like the most robust onboarding and training via Google Docs and YouTube. <laughs> well, that's a great place to start. A lot of people wouldn't do that. But if you started there, then I think our system is just an upgrade. It's all in one place and it's searchable yeah. and it's it tracks everything. Yeah, beautiful UI, really robust I started doing some things in it and then I had someone else from my company 
parlay everything into it. They just did your conference and they just were so happy to oh, have been trained by that event. And I would liken it to, for anyone that doesn't know what Trainual is, a learning management system for your company, right? So yeah, I use Kajabi to, for some of my programs and you guys are like that, but very specifically for businesses and their onboarding and training. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of course software out there for Kajabi and a lot of that is publishing and selling content. But what do you do for in-house for getting your people up to speed, teaching them about all their roles and responsibilities, setting the right expectations, and then just training them on an ongoing basis. And, and that's what Trainio is for. Yeah. And it's so much more beautiful to look at than going into Google Docs. Let me just say, this oh, is thanks. not an advertorial for Trainual, <laughs> but obviously you've got a fan here. Oh, I am an EO and so many of us use your product. So we thank you. So let's yeah. talk about the book, the business playbook. What were your goals for the book and what surprises have you encountered after releasing it? Well, my goal was really just to establish this space, this category, because what's crazy to me is you hear things like standard operating procedures or a business playbook or an operations manual. And you kind of get what that is for a business. You understand that as a growing business, you need to have some consistent ways you do things. But you mentioned learning management systems, learning management software. That's something that typically only real enterprise companies invest in and they develop learning and development departments and they have training managers and they build out this beautiful instructional material. Small and growing businesses really don't do that. And learning management and compliance for a lot of us can feel like bureaucracy and red tape and not something we want to invest in. So my goal with the book was to really make it palatable, make it approachable and share how practically in small, medium growing companies, this is something you can accomplish. It's not that hard. And here are the areas of your business you need to get on paper. So that's what the book was about is establishing that. I wonder if you're using it similarly to how Gino Wickman does his EOS traction. Like basically anybody that works for EOS traction has a hundred books and they give them out to everyone they know to train them on this incredible system. And then if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with someone, you can. Now your business isn't exactly like that because your product is the SaaS product. Were you using it or are you using it in that manner? Yeah, indirectly. The direct point of the book was not to be a solicitation. And I know Gino well, and I know that they've sold millions of copies of Traction. We do a lot sure. with EOS. And so for them, it's a foundational piece of their business. And what's described in the book became the foundation for how their coaches build out your plans and your rocks and your, and so a lot has evolved from that. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the content I put in this book was a foundation for our product and engineering teams to say, let's build a product that solves these problems for businesses. But it wasn't let's create a book that just points people to our existing products. So I would say the book is informing how Trainual is growing in the same way that Gino's book informed how EOS grew, more so than just create a book to point people to Trainual. So I have a very deep interest in publishing and I saw you work with Lioncrest and Scribe. What was yeah. your experience with them with what I would assume some ghostwriting or editing 
that whole situation. You're a very busy person. So let's just peel back the veil <laughs> and tell people what writing a book is really like. If well, I'll say someone like that. the experience was incredible and it was very efficient, but at the beginning, it was very difficult for me because a lot of busy executives don't write. They don't do a lot of content. I love writing. I do a lot of content. I have a column with Inc. Magazine. Right. I've written an entrepreneur in Forbes and like, I love writing. It's a format I enjoy. And so we worked with Lioncrest and with Scribe because we wanted the package of everything. Like what I don't understand is publishing and promoting a book and the cover art and the quotes you need to get for the book and, and that the whole layout. package, the, I mean, layout the layout of a book. in and of itself is yeah. a whole table of contents and just like how to set up a chapter. I didn't understand that. I can write a mean blog post, like (laughs) give me 600 to 800 words. I will crush it. But with a book, I didn't know where to start. So that's why we brought them on. What I liked about it is that the book, when I read it, I think I wrote it. It feels like I wrote it because we went through these periods of every week doing hours long phone calls and they're just taking the transcript of the call. Yeah, you spoke it. You didn't yeah, write it. You spoke rearranging. It. <laughs> and so we work together on the flow of the book, the table of contents, and what is everything that needs to be in here? What's the arc of how we're presenting the information? And then every chapter that we did once at a time is like me telling stories like here on the podcast. And then what would come back to me at the end was a chapter that I felt like 90% I wrote and then I could just massage and tweak the details and say, let's, I wouldn't say that word. Let's make sure it's this word. Yeah. And I had plenty of editing latitude at the end of the book to really make it my own. So it was really an efficiency play for sure. I wonder if your scribe, like my editor, he would put in these words that I would read them and go, what? There's no way I would say that. And he did that sometimes to trip me up to, get me to use my voice in my own book. And I'm like, come on. Maybe <laughs> and that then, would be a really yeah. cool And, and then I'm like, practice. well, what if I didn't say anything? And, and anyway, it, yeah, maybe writing business books is not that much fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're not going to be tricked as much. Yeah. And the other thing that was hard for me, just in case anyone else is considering this, I've have so many presentations and decks and things. And I wanted to kind of squeeze everything like my life's work into this book, but that is not what a book is. And so we had to really narrow the focus and say, this book is about this and let's save those other concepts for future books. So there will be more. Okay. Back to the book and marketing. So Lions Crest and Scribe, you probably did some of their marketing elements What was your experience with especially the launch in the very beginning days of the marketing and the outcomes? And how did you feel about that? I felt very well supported, but a big part of it is on us as authors to have a network to market to. And so I think it would be a incorrect expectation for someone to hire anyone that's going to promote their book and think it's going to be a incredible success if you don't already have the audience to get the momentum going like the snowball rolling down the hill or something and so fortunately we've built a great audience at trainual we have tens of thousands of business owners on our newsletter and following on linkedin and twitter and instagram so i was able to really like lean on that audience and that helped a lot yeah great and i'm hoping that your team at trainual was really a big push and help for that as well Oh yeah, they were great. I mean, we did promotions with the book and we have an annual conference. You mentioned it, the Mm -hmm. Playbook event. And so at last year at Playbook, we gave 
printed copies, I think, to the first thousand people that registered. And then we gave digital copies to the next couple thousand. And so it was a great launch to be able to hand those out to. Well, what would you say your big, hairy, audacious goal is for Trainual at this point? BHAG. I love it. Well, the end state, I guess the hundred year vision or something is that every business has a playbook that in the same way that every business would have every established business has a payroll system or a CRM or project management. We're trying to build that category, that this is something that businesses don't do business without, because why would you, why wouldn't you have a place for all the knowledge in the company? So that would be the BHAG is that every company has this. Not ours, doesn't have to be ours, but that we're building this category. Well, hopefully yours. I'm a user of Zenefits and I'm on their advisory board and mm. I'm just spitballing here. You may already have teamed up with someone, but it seems like such those kind of companies like Zenefits and Trainual seem like such a wonderful partner because you're sort of filling voids and if you want an introduction, but anyway. Totally. Um, yeah, we integrate with them. So there's a lot of those built-in integrations and for us, it's how do we not play favorites a lot of times that if we want to be this tool that works, no matter your payroll provider or benefits provider or, or whatever it is, we have to be a little bit agnostic and we're recommending, but we want a solution that works with all of those. Have you ever thought that you should write a book, that you should write the story of your life to help other people learn from your experience? please go to memoirsherpa.com and learn how I can help you write, figure out your publishing path, and market your story, your memoir, to a bestseller status. Okay, so switching gears to something completely not trainual. What role do you have in the company? Design Pickle! <laughs> Actually, I just got back from a board meeting yesterday. So I'm on the board, part owner of the company. I've been there since the beginning. And really, it's an advisory role. It's when I was first involved, Russ, a good friend of mine, he's the founder of Design Pickle. He started that before Trainual existed. So I was in my consulting business. I'm helping like people. One year I saw. Yeah. And so... Yeah. He asked for my help with getting Design Pickle off the ground. And so I joined as kind of a founding partner and I had equity in the company. I used my design chops that I used to have to make the first version of their application. And so I was really involved in the products and operations. And then over the years, Design Pickle has grown into a huge worldwide company, six, 700 employees, and they're doing well. So now I'm just a board member giving advice from the backseat. <laughs> yeah, but like good move for you to partner with Russ back then, right? Yeah. yeah. Like venture capital, even though it might have been sweat equity, but yes, you know, sweat good... venture. Is that a thing? <laughs> I think it I is know. now. I think, <laughs> although it's kind of sounds like sweat shop. So maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. All right. <laughs> we'll remove that one. <laughs> so, what is your focus and your strategy for growth in the next, let's say, 12 months? What are you saying to your team? This is what we're going to do to scale and grow Trainual this year? That's an awesome question. Well, we have a meeting tomorrow about our strategy for next year. <laughs> and so if we're having this next week, I'd probably have a clear answer. And also I'm always hesitant to share things that are like product strategy that are on our roadmap. We use that annual event, that playbook event as kind of the big launch pad, the big announcement for what we've been working on over the last year. And so I can tell you that we want every business to have a playbook long, long-term BHAG. So the shorter term vision is how do we make your playbook seemingly right itself? And that could mean a few things. So as the business owner, 
that could mean that we're prompting the other people in your company to input information and keep it very accurate. When you first sign up for the product, you provide your industry and some real basic information on your size. We now have machine learning that's recommending all of the roles and responsibilities that you have as a 20 person marketing firm or as a 50 person, whatever. And so that's in a sense, the playbook kind of writing itself. And so that's a, in a big way what we're focused on right now. So you're focusing on product and user results. And I would say just based on my, before I was a user, I saw some social media, not a huge amount. I definitely heard about you through EO. So that was like just icing on the cake, right? But you are a strategic sponsor for EO, I believe. So yes. Are you doing anything in integrated marketing? I mean, you are because you're having this event and that's really an important part of integrated marketing. But is there something that you are like, we're going to do ads on connected TV or, you know. Well, we do. I mean, there's so much we do in marketing. It's gotten very sophisticated, but over the years, I mean, we've done our event now three times, four times, which has grown into a really big event. We've got the book as a platform. I do speaking all around the country and the world. The... Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube ads, all of our digital ads are a huge part of our top of funnel awareness and acquisition. We have a lot of kind of celebrity and business celebrity partnership. Yes, I kind think of things. I saw something with one of the sharks. Yeah. So Damon John is an investor and a partner of ours. So we do work with him. We did last year, even a music video with Montel Jordan. If you haven't seen that. <laughs> I have not. Look and everybody's got to look that up. Yeah. So you started this business really as a giveaway. Then in 2018, you said, let's make this its own company. And now it's 2022 after a pandemic. And I can't even imagine what may have happened to Trainual during that time. Why don't you give us just a peek? Was it amazing? Or were you like, oh my God? It was, we had three times the traffic to our website overnight, basically. It was so like amazing a new and oh my God. Yeah, it was a new level of demand. And mm -hmm. so what we did is instead of taking all of that demand and just letting anyone into the product, we used it as a way to start to filter who are the best customers for mm -hmm. the product. And so it was great in that sense. So the end of the question was, how do you go from kind of startup-ish 2018 to celebrity endorsements and partners? What is the roadmap to that? Because that's pretty quick yeah, and yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So it was always fun. It was always just, what can we do that's fun and creative? And even when our budgets were smaller, we were still bringing in, like we had Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank do a little endorsement. We did this little commercial. I think you can still find it on YouTube with some of the actors from The Office. And we were doing those things before we had ever raised funding, like a year into the wow. business. Because we were really focused, we were really fine tuning our funnel. We knew exactly how many people get to the website, what percentage of those people do a free trial, what percentage of those people convert, what percentage of those people make it to three or six or 12 months. And when you understand the economics of your funnel, then you feel comfortable about taking bets on acquisition strategies. So for us, the bets early on with the celebrities were if I spend five, 10, 20,000, whatever, for someone to talk for a minute, does them being in my ad lift our conversion rate by 5%? Do, will and more you measured people, all of that. Yeah. Will more people scrolling through their feed Wait, click on the ad? who did better, Kevin 
or <laughs> like who? You, you, you know really what's funny? I'll tell you this, Kevin and Damon were at such different times. It's hard to say it wasn't yeah. apples to apples, right. but we did have a test where I was in an advertisement talking about all the hats you wear in the business. And I was taking all my hats off. And then we had Damon do the exact same ad because it had been so <laughs> successful. And my conversion rate was better, which I was so excited about. Like, Damon got more people to the website, built more awareness, but I got more conversions. And so I, the finding was like, he was bringing in a business that was smaller, that was not in need of trainual yet the problem right. that we were solving and the on that particular channel. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but yeah, we test everything. So you invested in influencer marketing, which is awesome. I just interviewed the founder of this really cool electric bike company called Super 73. And they have so, I mean, it's a rad bike, right? It's a little different than a SaaS company, but they're like, yeah, we don't pay any celebrities. They just come to us. I'm like, wow, good yeah. for you. Yeah. But at this point though, Chris, you probably have people that are more than willing. Like I'd be happy to be... <laughs> an ambassador for your cool company. we have an ambassador program yeah, I'll follow up after i already this. am yeah okay so i think i know the answer to this because you're a very mature sophisticated business owner are you building this company for an exit i am not building it on a timeline for an exit but i think every business should be built to have the optionality of an exit so am i building it for an exit someday i'll say yes i'm not intending to have this as like a generational hand down to my kids business, although that could be an option, you never know. And so when people ask me definitively, am I trying to exit? Am I trying to IPO? Am I trying to have this for 20 years? I think it's impossible to know. There's so many factors at play. I'm trying to build the best business I can build. And I'm trying to enjoy working here every year. And I'm trying to solve our customers' problems. And I think if you can do those things and build a healthy company, then you've got a lot of options. But I do not intend to sell the business anytime soon. Great answer, because I have learned from our fellow EOer, Jessica Fialkovich, something that a lot of people like me that build a business that feel like their baby. So my business is 21 years old. And if you had asked me prior to 2015, would I ever sell my business? I would be offended. But now I'm more mature and understand that just like you said, you have a responsibility as a business owner to be developing your business to be the best it could be at the highest rate of sale for the moment that it becomes necessary or the moment you really want it to. Because the moment it becomes necessary or you want it to, if it's not in place, you've got two or three years of work right, to yeah. get it there. So yeah. I've known Jess for 10 years, something like eight years maybe. I sponsored the Denver EO chapter when I was a solo consultant before I had any employees. And I had sold my first business, which was a video production company that I had for 12 years. And same thing, if you asked me at the beginning or five years in, would I sell that? No, like my plan is build this forever. But then when I had my first child and we were starting to think about that with my wife, I don't want to be on the road and events and it, it, the business lost its appeal. So things change in life that sometimes you can't predict. And I think it's smart to be always thinking about it. And her book is a good guide too. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I guess the only thing I would say is depending on who's listening, if you're a business owner, if you're a leader at any stage of the business, I think it's important to not think about training as just this 
thing you do at onboarding, the thing you do when someone starts in a business. But really what we're all about, what's at the center of our DNA is about growth, employee empowerment, and delegation so that for anyone in the business, as they grow and take on more challenging, exciting responsibilities, they can pass down the things that they've developed some best practice on how to do to the next person that comes into the business or to the next person that is added to their team. And so what we're trying to really create is this vehicle for everyone in a company to document and be able to delegate the knowledge in the business. And so it's not just for when they're hired. That's the only thing I'd leave you with. For more information, go to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Want to know more about me? Go to my website, officialnatashamiller.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved the show. If you did, please subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review where you're listening to this podcast now. I'm Natasha Miller, and you've been listening to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. 